I had to lose that brilliance in a sense, not lose it, but I had to let go of it, find humility. And now the struggle has been to come out the other side and say, like you said, it is okay to want what I want. It is okay to shine. It's okay to stand in my brilliance. And it's okay to intimidate people sometimes just by being there. And I don't have to play small under the guise of humility anymore. Um, um. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Amanda Johnson back with the Being Inspired Radio Show. And I am super excited, slightly nervous, but super excited to have my guest on the show today because while we're doing it in person and being in person adds a whole nother layer of energy and dynamic and uh, nerves, nerves, nerves. Um, so, but I think we're going to be in for a real treat, uh, for this conversation. So today, my guest hails all the way from Sioux City, Iowa, to be fair, it's really Akron, Iowa. Um, is that true? That's true. Okay. So from the small town of Akron, Iowa, and um, I think you're just going to get a kick out of him. I do. So his name is Brendan Yule, um, like Yuletide, but spelled very differently. Quite. Quite. Um, but Brendan is a father, writer, carpenter, and wonderer, sharing the journey with others. Uh, he is also the author of the forthcoming book, Life Advice from a 30-Year-Old. We may or may not talk about that today. Brendan believes that we all have dreams and desires and we all have things getting in our way. He's passionate about figuring out what those things are within himself and helping others to do the same. So Brendan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. This is going to be fun. So we are going to be talking about exactly that, uh, the idea of desire and dreams and what we truly want. And I actually think this is going to be a super juicy conversation because, well, as Brendan says, we all have them and we all have things getting in our way of what those are. So we'll see where this conversation leads us. The, my favorite part about this thing is that we don't know where it will lead us, but it will lead us exactly where it's meant to. As with every other episode, I always start with a quote, something that uh, maybe brings us to that theme or topic in a way that some inspirational teacher or author that came before us shared it. And so today I'm reading a quote from Wayne Dyer's Wishes Fulfilled, which if you haven't read the book is fabulous, by the way. Uh, it is all about changing our, or offering ways for us to look at our mindset and what we believe about ourselves so that we truly can manifest that which we desire or that which we uh, wish to have fulfilled in our lives. Mm. But the quote that I'm going to read uh, comes from that book and we will use that as our launch pad. So I'm going to ask that if you're listening, uh, of course, if you're listening, you're listening. So those listening, if you can, close your eyes or really be present to these words and hear what they have to say for you, because this could just be uh, gold in your life right now. So here we go. The quote is this, an inner knowing along with a burning desire is the prerequisite for becoming a person capable of manifesting his or her heart's desires. An inner knowing along with a burning desire is the prerequisite 
for becoming a person capable of manifesting his or her heart's desires. So Brendan, what does that quote bring up for you or what does that mean to you? You know, as you read it, I, I was thinking of a specific situation in my life where I was, I had a union job, a union job that I still have. This was probably four years ago. Um, I was working for a pipeline company. I was doing what's called pump watch, which is um, in order to fix sewer lines, you have to block them off and pump the sewage to a different a different pipe. And uh, my job was to make sure the pumps don't run out of gas. I was making a great wage. Um, and I was sitting there in my car. I just had to get out of my car every half hour or so to make sure everything was going well. And I just had this this gnawing feeling in my gut that this was not it. Um, at the time, it felt like extreme discomfort. I think it could also be described as a burning desire, but it was very uncomfortable. And all at once, I knew that there was something more for me. So I immediately reached out to a friend who was a business coach and basically laid out my situation and I gave him all the details about how talented I am and I'm really smart and I have a college degree and, you know, just really made my case. And I think deep down I might have thought that he might offer me a solution <laughs> or a job or something. I really thought that 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 was the solution was to just find somebody that was going to help me. And he came back with a very simple question. What do you want? Oh, that's a simple and most, <laughs> and most challenging, difficult question of I all time. Thought, what the hell kind of question is that? And, but he said it will get you out of survival and into purpose. Now that was four years ago. Wow. And it, that question had to stew for hundreds of days before anything came out of it. And it actually started with what I don't want. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So first of all, I have a somewhat similar experience where when I, it was time for me to leave my corporate job, I was also working with a coach and there was the same concept of don't focus on what you are wanting to move away from because I was so stuck in what I, what I didn't want to be doing. And she said, you have to be focusing on what you do want. But to your point, that's not easy. Like that's a, that's a great question. And we all have to be asking that question. And often, at least in my experience, it also started with what I don't want. Yeah. It seems like a, a common starting point. And yeah. I think it's valuable to, to know what it is that we don't want. Um, it's a gateway to what we do want. Because, okay, there's a couple things. One is in this quote, Wayne Dyer actually says it, it is a, an inner knowing and a burning desire. Now, I personally feel the inner knowing is what you experienced that day in your car. That, that gut, deep down discomfort, that to me is the inner knowing mm -hmm. that this is not it. There is more, there's something more I want you may not know what it is yet. I may not know what it is yet, but the knowing is, is present. And some of us 
Most of you listening probably have had this knowing. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But I think that's the first stage. The, the burning desire, in my opinion, is when we can answer, what do I want? Mm. And that to me is the burning desire because it does take both. Because we can know, many of us stop at, I know this isn't it for me, but I don't know what I want. So I'm just, I'm stuck and I stay here. And some people sadly may not even know that there is more, but that all comes back to our beliefs. So there's a couple things coming up for me. One is it requires an immense amount of belief in oneself to even articulate what it is that we want. So why, okay, let me ask you this. I know for myself why it has been hard in my life to actually express what I want. Why has it been hard for you? Or has it been hard? I'm, I'm making an assumption, but has it been hard for you to articulate or to reveal to yourself what it is that you want? Yes, <laughs> to put it shortly. Um... There is an undercurrent running through my life of playing small. And I've often confused that with being humble and being grateful and being grateful for what I have as opposed to wanting more. Um, so that's been a struggle to balance those two. But um, I remember about a year ago, I was having this conversation with my mother about how I was just generally discontent with my job and um, just looking for something more, looking for fulfillment out of my career. And mind you, I'm, my mother's 50 and I'm she's been at the same job for 22 or 25 years or whatever. I make more money than her. And so that's sort of the, the, the data around this situation. And, and so as I'm telling her this, she's giving me this look like, like she doesn't understand where I'm coming from. And she said, you know, Brendan, I guess I've never just, I've just never thought about my career like that. I've just went to work. I had a family to take care of. And I, you know, my life is my life and my job is my job. And so it's been difficult for me to step out of that. You know, that's the family unit that I was raised in. That's the culture that I was raised in. This is lower middle class working people. And everybody's just grateful to have a job. And here I am asking for it all. I'm asking for wealth, for generational wealth, for fulfillment in my job. I'm asking to, um, I'm, I'm asking for things that aren't often asked for in my family or in my community. So that has been difficult. And I have to ask, how do you, like, how have you rationalized that? Or how have you, or are you still in the process of rationalizing that? Like, how can we make sense of, wanting all of this when some people could say, well, that's a luxury or that's, uh, yeah. I mean, gosh, you must have it so well. If you could yeah. sit here thinking that, Oh, I just want to have even more. So what is your process? Cause I think a lot of us face this. I know I did. This is an ongoing process of reconciliation. How do I hold at the same time, the gratitude for my current situation 
and my yearning for so much more. How do I balance that? And something that comes to mind is there, there is no such thing as balance, only the act of balancing. And so it's a constant process and I go back and forth. Um, talking about it is really the only <laughs> solution that I've found is just putting it out in front of me and saying, hey, this is what it is. I want both. And this is the story with everything in my life. I want it all. I, I, I see things from two sides. I see arguments for both sides. And I'm just like, hey, this is what it is. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then let's go back to you're aware four years ago, whenever, you know, I mean, you knew before then, but let's say recently, four years ago, there was this moment in your life. You know there's something more. Now here you are today. Do you feel you have clarity on what that burning desire is? Or how have you been working toward that? When, when your mentor said, what do you want? What have you done with that? I've chased after some things that I thought I wanted and then realized I didn't, that wasn't really what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So at, at one point, and this was about a year or two ago, I decided that it was financial freedom that I wanted. I wanted, I wanted to start a business. I didn't want to be tied to any sort of um, desk or a job site, or I didn't want to have to go some specific place to make money. And so all of that burning desire, discontent energy went towards that because I thought, well, that's what I wanted. And I pursued that at the cost of many things in my life. A relationship, um, my recovery faltered some. But, you know, I had some people in my life that really asked some pointed questions because they could see that that's not really what I wanted. And I'm laying this out in this group that I sit in every week about what I want and how I'm meant for so much more. And it's the same story that I laid on this other guy a few years ago. And again, I'm expecting some, some raw, raw energy. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you're talented. Yes, you are worthy. Um, and what I got was, what do you get out of that? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want more? And again, I'm like, what? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> this is not what I came here for. <laughs> um, Where are my answers? This is not what I'm asking you for, sir. <laughs> Where's my validation? Yes, yes. And as we dug around a little bit, or as I allowed them to dig around a little bit, that desire that I thought was so primary was actually, it was just, it was twisted in some way of a more primary desire. It was an outshoot of something else. And what, at, anyway, as we dug down a little bit, I just really wanted you to see me as somebody. Mm. I wanted to have nicer things and a nicer car. And I didn't want to, I wanted to step out of my own criticism of myself for being in the construction industry. And so there's this rejection of my current situation and a striving for 
something else that I think you will see as more. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's an example of where I'm caught out of balance mm -hmm. in that gratitude for my current situation while striving. I'm out of balance there. Mm -hmm. I'm rejecting my current situation. So that's what I've done. I've made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've, I've taken what I think are my true desires to people that I trust and let them dig around a little bit and ask me very sharp questions. Mm -hmm. And as they've asked me those questions and I've journaled and tried to find my own answers there, it seems that that's all I really wanted was to be appreciated. Mm -hmm. And so through a series of blunders, it would seem, um, I found out what I really want, which isn't money. Uh, go ahead. It looks no, like got, I, I know. I'm like, well, Although I'm, I do want money. <laughs> right. Well, because it's, it's not about the money. It's not, not about the money. But I think that's what you're pointing at here is that our, first of all, our desires are layered and there is typically something at our core, our core, core, core. And that might be the burning desire. That may be whatever you want to call it. I think many of us, it is to using our own words will come to some explanation or experience of wanting to be loved or be acknowledged or appreciated or seen. Personally, I think that is because of who we truly are. And if we go below that, so if you go below wanting to be appreciated and being seen, the reason you want to then manifest that in physical form or in this tangible way is because you, there is a knowing within you, that inner knowing, that you are meant to be seen and appreciated. And I mean, that's who we all are at our core, right? Yeah. And I think then we get to go through this life in human form, blundering around, trying to make sense of it and find things that fit. And as long as we're being honest with ourselves and as long as we're being honest with others, I think we'll, we'll just keep peeling it back, peeling it back, and it will keep manifesting in different ways. You said something earlier that I want to go back to, not here, but previous in another conversation about doing what you want and where, how that meets what the world needs or how your desires meet the world's needs. And I'm fascinated to know, hear a little bit more about that because I have an opinion and I'm curious what yours is. Yeah. So, um, there's just to backtrack a, a tad to what we just talked about, and then mm -hmm. I'll tie it in with what mm -hmm. you just asked. There's this other burning desire to give my gift, whatever that is. And I'm, it's becoming more clear what that is. But What is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can articulate it yet, but what I do know is that it's sharing my process. It's sharing what I've learned along the way. Now, whether that translates to some sort of coaching or some sort of specific skill set. So you don't um, know the how. That's I, don't, okay. I don't know the how. Mm -hmm. I've got the basic of it, and it involves telling my story. Now, so there's this desire to also give my gift. And what we talked about earlier was how do I, again, this idea of reconciliation, how do I blend these things? How do I figure out what it is that I have to give 
balance that with the things that I want out of this world um, and balance that with what does the world need? What is, and it's thy will versus my will. It's, there's this constant back and forth between what is it that I want and what is it that the universe at large is guiding me towards? Because I spent the majority of my life resisting what was laid out in front of me. And I'm talking specifically of recovery. There were so many signs that were directing me that way. And it seemed that the, the further I went into what I wanted, which was to travel around the country and go to music festivals and have dreadlocks and like eat psychedelics. And like, you know, if I would have gotten what I wanted, that's where I would have ended up. But there was this other force pushing me the other way. And the more that I bumped up against that, the worse the consequences got. So I'm looking for the easier, softer way. Honestly, I'm looking to not bump up against the forces of life. So I'm not, I'm looking to align my will with universal will. Well, then I invite you to read The Impersonal Life because um, if anyone hasn't, that book does a brilliant job at articulating how there is no separation between my will and divine will. Mm -hmm. However, when we are in our ego and in our mind, we do believe there's a difference and we act that out. And so in your, in your case, I have a feeling I'm doing a little assuming and a little projecting right now that your, you've lived a life based on what you would say is your will getting, doing what you want, not following the out external ways or does, um, what others want of you. Like you're saying, mm, I'm going to, I do what I want. Whereas I'm an obliger. We just talked about this. I'm going <laughs> right. to like be like, no, what do you want me to do? I'll do it like right now. Screw what I want. So I have a feeling for both of us coming to terms with what we want can be challenging. And this is taking a little detour. Maybe we'll come back to what we were talking about in a second. But for me, it was hard for me to articulate what I desire because I was so out of touch with it. Like I didn't, I was so far from my own wants and desires because I was always wanting to do what others expected of me, wanted of me, pleasing them, et cetera. Right. So I, I had to come to an a place in my life where I believed I was worthy to have my own and that it was okay to have desires. That was my journey. Whereas I could imagine yours is going to look different where you potentially could be up against the remembrance or the memory of what it felt like to do what you quote unquote wanted to do. And it led to disaster. And now you have to like backpedal and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I obviously, it's not safe to do what I want because look at all the trouble I got into when I did. And now there's this unlearning that you, and then a relearning of, oh wait, it is safe to have my desires. So our paths look different, but they, they will ultimately lead us to the same place, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. where you're at now, I believe is a reconciliation of, it is safe to have my own desires. Can I trust that they will not lead me where they have led me in the past? Because I can trust that they are in indeed in alignment with universal will. Yeah. You're speaking to this, um, 
this experience I'm having of a, a reclamation of my brilliance. And, and I think we've talked about this before, that when I was late in my addiction, I truly thought I might burn out at 27, like some of my heroes. And Jimmy, Janice, I truly thought I was that brilliant. Because you are. And, and, and I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but then my life went so far down the tubes that I had to take a look at that. Maybe I'm not all that I thought I was. And that was healthy for a little bit because it made me teachable. Well, it got you out of your ego. Right. And it got me into, okay, I don't know how to do this thing called life. I'm, it's not working. My way is not working because I have nothing that I want, <laughs> right? <laughs> I get, I'm getting no appreciation. I have nothing that I want. I'm still, for some, by some struck of luck, I'm still somewhat happy, which is still confusing to this day of how I maintain some degree of happiness. Um, but back to this idea of reclamation, I had to lose that brilliance in a sense, not lose it, but I had to let go of it find humility and now the struggle has been to come out the other side and say like you said it is okay to want what i want it is okay to shine it's okay to stand in my brilliance and it's okay to intimidate people sometimes just by being there and i don't have to play small under the guise of humility anymore that's been the story of the last year is, can I shine? Is it okay for me to shine? And that's the... And getting comfortable yes, with that. Because it's going to feel it's different. so uncomfortable. Yeah, well, because for so long, you when those of us are in that stage early where it's like, here I am, I'm going to shine bright and I'm going to make a big old splash in my life. And we do it from a space of maybe not knowing who we truly are. We're doing it from the ego or we're doing it from some false need for, you know, the false need of appreciation, meaning I need your validation because I don't have it already within me mm. or I have forgotten it, right? It's basically, it's not that I don't have it. I have just forgotten it or it's been covered up. So when we're doing this, I want more, I want to shine bright, I want to be appreciated, all these things from that place of lack or... <laughs> Wrong button. It's okay. Oh, I'm, I'm doing, Siri wants I'm doing to participate. a little research. There's a quote I'm looking for. Okay. So you right. Go to the Google. Go to Google Chrome. Nope, right. you passed it. I hope go, you back. Put this in. go back. Go back. Go right there. Put this in the podcast. Okay. There we go. Okay. So go on. When we are when we are seeking that, when we feel like we need more. So for me, I always needed more. I always needed to try harder. I always needed to be better because I kept. It was coming from a place of apparent lack that I am not already enough. They're totally going to pick up on the typing in the background too. Maybe. I hope so. I hope so too. He's, he's Someday when something. this goes really well, we will have someone like Jamie from the Joe Rogan podcast who will be researching things for us oh, while we God. talk. Puts and it up like, on the big yeah. screen and then oh. we're like, oh yeah, have you heard of this? Boom. There it is. Right on the big screen. Okay, Jamie, we're going to just quit your other job yep. and uh, we're hiring you. Uh, we'll pay you significantly less. 
So. <laughs> so I, I've been reading this book called The War of Art by Stephen. Brilliant Pressfield. book, by the way. And Stephen, I'm still oh, waiting for an Lord. endorsement on, on my book. Right? So I'll, I'll request one more time after we give you a shout out here. In my uncertainty about my brilliance, which I wrestle with every day, I, I taped this on my notebook. It's a quote from The War of Art. If you find yourself asking yourself and your friends, am I really an, a writer? Am I really an artist? Chances are you are. The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. Mic drop. Boop. Boom. Awesome. Okay. I mean, I think we can just wrap it up there. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh, let's go with that. So why is that? What, what does that quote mean to you? Tell me more. It means press on mm. that all the great ones are wondering if they really have it. I shouldn't say all of them. I don't know their experience, but there's another quote from that book that says that we can use resistance as a compass. Hmm. And I believe our friend Marcus uses yeah. this, right? Yeah. If I'm resistant, I'm going for it. Yeah. It's usually an indicator. Yeah. Like lean in. Yeah. And so I am so resistant to writing. And in the past I used substance to break through that. And I look back on some of my writings from 2000. 11 and 12 and I'm just like oh, this is fantastic absolutely fantastic but I no longer have the crutch to get rid of my fear mm. <laughs> so I am so resistant to sharing my message even just doing this podcast I, I mean it took us a month to get this even though I was like yes I want to do it put the brakes on um it looks like you're going to ask why. Mm -hmm. And I can point back to one of the experiences from my childhood that, that I carried with me for 20 some years. And in some ways I still carry with me. I remember asking my mom, sorry, mom, if you listen to this, she did the best she could, but um, I was they also a little asshole sometimes. So I get it. Um, can we cuss on this podcast? Totally. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We were moving getting ready to move. And I remember working up the courage for days to, I didn't want to move, obviously. I've been in the same school for 15 years, you know, or since I was little and I was 15 at the time. And I said, mom, she said, yeah, Brendan, I, I don't want to move. She said, it doesn't really matter what you think, Brendan. Oh. And in a way, she was right. Right. Of course she was. Because it doesn't it matter. Didn't. I don't get to decide. Like, I get it. Yeah, but a 15-year-old. It could have been said if, she, you know, if she had only known what you want. Yeah. how much I had to work myself up to say what I wanted. Which really means something probably had happened 10, 12 years prior to that. Sure. That also had already planted that yeah. seed that you don't. Because if you didn't, if you hadn't already had that fear you would have had not had to work yourself up to right. ask. So you already had the fear. So mom, you're off the hook unless you screwed him up earlier. Right. Okay. And my trauma goes you back know. much, yeah. much further than that. But pre-mom. <laughs> but, yeah. pre but you're right. Those are the moments in that they keep getting, it gets reinforced, reinforced, yep. reinforced. Yep. 
yep. and so we get to a point when we're older and we're like i can't ask right what I want. so that's what i'm bumping up against is is this message valuable who does he think he is right so i jump into your shoes and look back at me and say who does he think he is so I'm going to loop this back around to something that we ta uh, I introduced and then we totally got off track, which was fabulous. And now I think we can come back. Your wants and desires, meeting what the world needs. Now, I'm just going to start with my opinion because I have a pretty strong one, which is I think a lot of people, entrepreneurs especially, Spin and spin and spin and spin, being like, what does the world need? What does the world need? What does the world need? And that's where they start. And I'm going to meet that need. And I'm going to fulfill it. And I'm going to satisfy it. And I have 100% belief that it needs to go the other way. You always start with what you have to give. Because what you have to give and what I have to give is what the world needs. And there is a quote about that. Jamie... Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> I know there's a quote about that out there, but I'm totally going to claim it as my own now because I can't, I can't resource it. I can't, uh, yeah. I don't know where it comes from. So this is now my quote, which is that whatever we have to give is what the world needs. We don't have to figure out what the world needs first. Cause let's be honest, the world doesn't need more stuff and things. I mean, it might, I mean, it, it will, and that's great. And there are inventors and engineers and people out there who are doing that. Meanwhile, if we share our gifts, our stories from a place of vulnerability, authenticity, lack of ego to the best of our ability, truth. Did I say vulnerability already? Yeah. I think it did. Say it again. Okay. Vulner vulnerability. Uh, then the world will be better off for it. Agreed. And maybe... Uh, uh, Another way to rephrase that balancing is <laughs> what do I want and what's my gift? Yeah, yeah. Because what the world needs is my gift. Exactly, exactly. Thank, and, thanks, for, thanks for summing that up. That's really yeah. good. And, and there's also another book for the men out there. I suspect this is a primarily female No, book. I no? Oh, uh -uh, good. I love it uh -uh. my assumptions. I attract wrong. men and women. I'll There's be honest. There's a book called Iron John, and it's all about this ancient story and how the story plays out in the male psyche. And that, Joseph, no, it's not Joseph Campbell. I can't think of the name of the, the author, but he said that is, Jamie, <laughs> that's the primary desire is to give the gift. That's what yes. we all really want. I don't remember where we were. <laughs> I don't either, but that was, that's great. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, so I go into this men's group on a weekly basis. If you aren't and, a part of one, you should be. Anyway, uh, keep yeah, going. I'm a huge advocate for sitting in a group in a circle with men or women or just other humans who you trust, who are going to tell you the truth about what they see which is very uncomfortable at times. But I go in there with this, when I'm out of balance, I'm like, oh, why am I not there already? Like, I just want to give my gift. I'm just discontent and like frustration and impatience. And the answer is always, okay, Brendan, let's take a look at the facts. 
You're already doing it. <laughs> you are giving your gift. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't want to be a carpenter foreman for the rest of your life, you are still the youngest carpenter foreman at the biggest construction company in town. And I need to remember that. It's like, oh, I am successful already. I'm already affecting change. I'm already giving my gift. If I could just let go of my idea of what that looks like and just grow right where I'm planted, everything else will just fall into place. And it reminds me of oftentimes in prayer, I'm asking, what, you know, what is it? What should I do next? And I've been asking this forever. And the answer was there, and I didn't really know how to describe it. It wasn't my voice, but it was, anyway, I won't get into the weeds about, but the answer was there. Where should I go next? And the answer was right where you're at. And it was there, like, as I started to say the question, the answer came in the back door, and it was like, oh, that's pretty simple. <laughs> Truth often is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is... This is wisdom across across the board. Yeah. Be here now. Yeah. It's simple. <laughs> mm, okay. What else, anything else on this before I pivot and ask three closing questions? What else do you have? <sighs> Just do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Get a mentor. Surround yourself not just with people that agree with you but people that love you enough to not always be your friend. And by friend, I mean not always be in agreement with you. Mm -hmm. It's been the biggest benefit in my life the past couple of years is to have strong men in my life that do not get let me get away with shit. I get away with nothing. Mm -hmm. I can't lie to them. I can't. I come in there with, and they just see right through it. And they bless me. Mm. Get yourself a friend that does both. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So closing questions. I ask each of my guests these questions uh, so that we get to know a little bit more about you, specifically what inspires you, because this is the Being Inspired radio show. All right. So who is a source of inspiration for you and why? There's many. Ooh. So my, my mentor inspires me. He has been through so much sober and successful. He's, I mean, he's just a great example of what I want with relationships, with the way that he shows up in the world, with career, with sobriety. And in his life is not easy. Just seeing the way that he walks through that is inspiring. What place or activity most inspires you right now? Going to that men's group every Tuesday night at five o'clock. We show up, we drink coffee, we support each other, we criticize each other, we bless each other. Mm. Every time I sit in a circle with other men, I walk away just feeling renewed and with a sense of purpose that that there is an answer to the world's problems and it's simpler 
than we think. A lot of times it's just sitting in a circle. <laughs> it's, it's just talking, yeah. having the conversation. So good. Uh, that's a Rob Bell quote, by the way. So good. Is it? Oh, so good. Okay. Favorite book inspiring you personally or spiritually? It's not a book. It's a person. I'm going to switch it up on you. Oh, Ram Dass. I already asked that question. That was number one. That was the first question. All right. That's fine. You can, you can go with Ram Dass. I'm going with Ram Dass. He writes books. He does. Let's just pretend it's one of his books or yeah. not. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Tell it's me actually more. his lectures. Yeah. He it's okay. just has a way of bringing Eastern concepts putting them into Western language and doing it with a wit and humor and a softness mm. that lands with me. I, there's a podcast, the be here now. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ram Dass. Here and Ram now. Das. Here and now. Here and now. Here and now. Raghu Marcus. <laughs> Look listen, it up. <laughs> listen to that podcast. Subscribe to that one and this one. Uh, you won't be sorry. It's so good. I, I just cannot say enough about what his lectures have done for my life. Oh my God. We could have a whole like <laughs> recap could, of one of the lectures. We could just do that every... T they put out one every week. Ding! All right. More to come. More to come. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. This is the inspiration right here, right now. Yeah. I think we could do this more often. I think it doesn't always have to be about me, even though part of me would really like that. Yeah. Um, maybe we could just talk about other things. Well, we did talk it's about a other good, things today. We did. Okay. I mean, it Fine. felt balanced. Fine. Argue with me. I, I'm going to, I will. Good. I'm a friend <laughs> who won't always agree with you. Good. Uh, okay. So that's that. I really appreciate you being here. And I really appreciate you listening. I think this was one of the most fun conversations I've had. Really? By far. Good. I feel like I was more myself in this interview than ever before. Mm -hmm. So other than when I just do my solo shows, but that's a whole different energy. Yeah. I don't get to play off anybody. So thank you all for listening and subscribing. And um, once Brendan's book comes out into the world, we will tell you about it and you can go buy a copy. And once my second book comes out into the world, I'll do the same. And um, if you haven't already, go pick up Becoming Enough. I haven't plugged that in a long time. Plug it. Uh, so you can get my, the copy of my first book, Becoming Enough, A Heroine's a, Journey to the Already Perfect Self. Do you have a link in the show notes? Oh, I will. She it's, should. I will. You can find it on Amazon. It'd be uh, a lot easier if you had a link I'm, in the show and notes. And I'll just do that too for all of you guys you know, who need that extra little support. They're busy. Yeah, I know. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes for you, along with a link to my Patreon account. So if you want to give $5 because you thought we were fabulous, you can do that too. And probably right. a link to my Instagram too. Yeah, we'll make sure you know how to find Brendan for sure. He's pretty fabulous. He posts funny videos and things. Mm -hmm. often when he's in his car dancing or singing. Almost. But you know what? I'll be honest. You can get inspired to listen to some fantastic music because of this person. Mm. So thank you. Follow him. Check him out. Thanks, All right. Mel. Any closing thoughts? Again? Do the work. Do the work. Find a group. Stay inspired. Love yourself. Peace and blessings. <laughs>